taking a good decision when you have a bad decision on the other end is little easier it's okay you can do it you have a bad decision you have a good decision you want to drink either liquor or you want to drink juice what you will pick you pick juice because you think that that's good right or you have to do something bad or do something good you choose to do good because that's how we are led by the spirit to do good we all are raised to do good but when it comes to two good decisions and which is good which is best that's where we struggle the most in our lives there are times that we have decisions one is good and one is best most of the time people settle for the good decision and stay away from the best but there are times that people take the best decisions and stay away from the good either you can have good or you can have the best decision there are so many things in our life but here today i'm going to bring before us the word that when pastor dale told me to preach this is what was going through my mind all couple of weeks taking a best decision choose the best there are a couple of examples that i was thinking uh, i was like going through the bible i was not reading the bible like that but i was like collecting where i can find some of those decisions and my memory and that was one thing really strange that the two best decisions of life were made by women it's not a surprise but you know i was i was like thinking about can i find one man that uh, had a like a choice of making good decision or bad or best decision and i could not find it i was struggling through i was thinking about some men in the bible but like they had the choice and the other one was like not a good decision to take that's why they took the good decision so i could not really find that they were struggling to take a decision between good and best but i found two women in the bible let's turn with me to book of ruth chapter 1 i have lot a lot of verses to read today after a long time i'm preaching a topical sermon so please bear with me ruth chapter 1 8 through 18 Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, "Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness, as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband." Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud, and said to her. We will go back with you to your people but Naomi said return home 
my daughters why would you come with me am i going to have any more sons who could become your husbands return home my daughters i am too old to have another husband even if i i thought there was still hope for me even if i had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons would you wait until they grew up would you remain unmarried to them for them no my daughters it is more bitter for me than for you because the lord's hand has turned against me at this they wept aloud again then orpha kissed her mother-in-law goodbye but ruth clung to her look said naomi your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods go back with her but ruth replied don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you where you go i will go and where you stay i will stay your people will be my people and your god my god where you die i will die and there i will be buried may the lord deal with me be it ever so severely if even death separates you and me this passage talks about two sister sisters in law and a mother in law naomi goes from bethlehem to moab trying to find food find some food loses her husband loses two sons bad decision of the family finds two daughters in law one is orpha and one is ruth now when she realizes that there is a food back in bethlehem after 10 years she wants to come back to bethlehem and on the way back she gives a choice to orpha and to ruth to leave her there's nothing wrong for orpha to actually leave her mother-in-law and trying to find a husband when you read romans chapter 7 verse 2 and 3 it says for example by law a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive but if her husband dies she is released from the law that binds her to him so then if she has sexual relations with other man while her husband is still alive she is called an adulteress but if her husband dies she is released from the lo- that law and is not an adulteress if she marries another man so by law it was all right for orpha to go back and find another husband because her husband is no more living Naomi already told her daughter-in-law and she suddenly changes her tone to daughter instead of saying daughters-in-law and her command is go back and one of the command is obey your father and 
mother, right? Now she is mother and she is commanding her daughter to go back to her own people. And Orpha decides to obey her mother. She is free from the bondage of the law under her husband. And she is obeying her mother of her orders. So is it a good decision or bad decision? It's a good decision, right? She has taken a good decision of obeying her mother and obeying the law to go and find another husband. There is nothing wrong. But when it comes to Ruth, Ruth goes little beyond. Instead of taking a good decision of obeying her mother-in-law, she decides to step up and takes a best decision. That she says, your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. What does this really help Ruth? Because most of the, us know the word of God. I w- still I want to read one passage in the Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 3. Please turn your Bible with me. Deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 3. Uh, Of course, like, it's on the screen. I'm sorry. So it says, No Ammonite or Moabite or any of their descendants may enter the assembly of the Lord. Not even in the tenth generation. How many of you are Americans here? All of you, right? Almost all of you, except few of us right here. Three of us. We are Indians. When your generation will stop becoming an American? Ten, ten children from right, right now, like ten generations from right now, what your children will be? Still American, right? Or will they change to something else? How about the 50 generations? What this verse exactly says? What exactly this 10 generation means? It means never ever. They can not enter in the assembly of the Lord. What does that mean? They cannot enter the temple. They cannot come before the Lord. They were not allowed. It says, even up to 10th generation, they should never come in. Where was, where was Naomi? Where, where did Naomi go? From Bethlehem too. Where? Moab, right? Who was Ruth? She's a Moabite. Can she come to the house of the Lord? As per this verse in Deuteronomy 23, can she come to the house of the Lord? It says, never ever. She had no chance. But one best decision of her life, everything changed the thing around. 
Let's read Ruth. Chapter 4, 21 to 22. Solomon, the father of Boaz. Boaz, the father of Obed. Obed, the father of Jesse. And Jesse, the father of David. Who is Ruth now? Great grandmother of David, right? From her blood, she could never enter in the assembly of the Lord. She was not allowed because she is Moabite. Her sister-in-law took a good decision, stayed Moabite. She took a best decision and became the great grandmother of David. She was not allowed to be in the house of the Lord and now she is a great grand- grandmother of a person who is a person of the heart of the Lord, right? Something better. Of course, we know that if she is a great grandmother of David, she is going to be in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, right? But one of the good things, I'm still going to read it. There is a reason. Let's go to Matthew chapter 1, verse 5. Solomon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David, and then so on, so on, and we see Jesus. Having these people in the genealogy of Jesus Christ is one of the biggest things you can see, because all the genealogy in the past, all they had was name of men. We only see few women in the Bible that they were mentioned. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth. All three of them, none of them are Jews. Tamar, prostitute. Rahab, prostitute. Ruth, Moabite. None of these three were Jews. And it also mentions the Uriah's wife. Right? Doesn't say her name, but does mention Uriah's wife. How important to have the name of Ruth in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Jews could never, ever, ever forget that there was a Moabite woman. In the past, that took a best decision of her life and her name is written in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. In the genealogy of their King David. Some of them may not really accept Jesus as the Savior, but every one of them accept David as their father, right? King. 
it was one of the important thing for every generations of jews and all the christians one decision changed the whole course of history one decision changed the whole life of ruth at times in our life we do come across a good decision and a best decision good decisions is not going to harm you it still brings things to our life it thing still brings blessings but if you want a change the course of history if you want things to be much better than what they are in a regular way out of good and best which decision we have to take the best one the other one in the bible is a woman again i already said right i'm sorry luke chapter 10 38 to 42 as jesus and his disciples were on their way he came to a village where a woman named martha opened her home to him she had a sister called mary who sat at the lord's feet listening to what he said but martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made she came to him and asked Lord don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself tell her to help me Martha Martha the Lord answered you are worried and upset about many things but few things are needed or needed only one Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her some translations use mary has chosen the best part it will not be taken away from her i was reading from niv that's why i wanted brother jonathan to give me some other translation for that because one thing is needed Mary has chosen the best part it will not be taken away from her I'm from India India is called the land of hospitality Atithi Devo Bhava that's what it's called in India when the guests come guests are like gods in India We are in the same culture in Israel. Bible talks about there are so many people unintentionally have served the angels when they serve the people. Hospitality is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 
that is given to the house of the Lord. Martha is serving whom? Son of God. Abraham served angels and God himself, right? And he got blessed. And we all call him our forefather. And Martha is doing the same thing. She is serving the disciples and serving the Son of God. Is it good thing or bad thing? Good thing, right? There is nothing wrong. What she is doing is nothing wrong. Imagine if Martha and Mary both were sitting there after the meeting is over what are they going to eat? In a, when I was in a seminary we used to call, say meeting without eating is a cheating. Okay, because every conference, every big thing, they used to have a special food. So we used to say meeting, if there is no special food, that means it's a cheating. So Jesus is having a conference here, preaching, teaching, but most of the people still need food, right? If every, nobody is cooking, is, if nobody is preparing, after the meeting, Jesus has to perform another miracle. Which is not bad, but I'm just looking at the point of view what Martha is doing. She is concerned about the guests in her house. She has the gift of hospitality. She is using her gift to serve the Son of God, to serve the people. Mary could have done the same thing. There's nothing wrong. I'm not saying what Martha came and said to Jesus, I'm not going to preach. That's not my point. My point is, Jesus mentioned, Mary has chosen the best. And it will not be taken away. What did bring? What did that bring? The choosing the best decision instead of going in the kitchen and helping serve other people. She sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to his word. What good did it bring to Mary? John chapter 20. 11 through 18, I'm going to read. Now, Mary stood outside the tomb, crying as she wept. She bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and one and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did 
not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Easter Sunday, a resurrection day. Women went. They wanted to put some more balm on Jesus' body so they can keep it for a little longer. Found Jesus being alive. Or, say, Jesus' body was not there. If you record the whole, whole thing, we know that there were few women and then they went back and Peter and John ran to the tomb. John stood at, outside the tomb. Peter went inside. He saw the cloth and then they went back. Then we see John. Mary is still there crying. And what happened? See, saw Jesus first. Right? Before her disciples, before his disciples saw Jesus, before Jesus appeared to anybody else on earth, after his resurrection, he appeared to Mary Magdalene. And she brought the first good news after resurrection to the disciples of Jesus Christ. Important? Because she has always chosen best over good, right? Instead of serving, she wanted to hear God's word and now she just doesn't want to leave the tomb but stayed there and now we know that Jesus appeared to Mary first. Best decision of her life, God being first, God after resurrection appeared to her first. Good is always there. As the followers of Christ, we always took good decisions. Where there is bad and good, we know, we, we choose, we differentiate. Okay, this is a bad decision. I shouldn't be doing this. But this is good for me. This is good for my generation. This is good for my child. This is good for my husband. This is good for my wife. We take good decisions. But at times, 
there will be time in our life where you have to choose between good and best. That's where the trouble comes. And if you want to change the history, if you want to change things like Ruth, who was never allowed in the house of the Lord, becomes the great-grandmother of the Lord, a great-great-great-grandmother of the Lord, and finds her name in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, or be you like Mary Magdalene, hearing the Lord first before anybody else hears Him, before anybody else sees Him. We have to rise little above people and choose the best instead of good. Choice is ours. When we read Deuteronomy, it says, Life and death is before you. It's good and bad. You can choose whatever you want. But more than that, today we are in the house of the Lord. One of the good things that I really want to read before I conclude my message is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and intelligence of the intelligent, I will prostrate. You may be wondering why I picked all this and coming here. Accepting the cross. Accepting Jesus as our personal Savior is the best decision of our life. We have already taken one best decision of our life. I already said you have taken two, right? Coming to the house of the Lord today morning. But the best decision of our life is accepting the cross as a means of our salvation in our life. If we don't do that, we are perishing. But because we have accepted cross as the means of salvation for our life, now it's our responsibility to define what is good and what is best. So choose what? The best. If we choose the best, that's what gonna change our life much better. I'm not saying we are not blessed. We are blessed. We receive blessings from the Lord all through life. Even if we take a good decision, it's still a blessing. Disciples of Jesus still saw him. Martha was blessed too because her brother was raised from the dead. Martha's name is written in the Bible. She is one of the disciples. Everything is there. Orpha, we don't know what happened, but she was blessed too. Because she obeyed her mother-in-law. But if we want to change the course of the history, we have to be Ruth. Thinking above and beyond. 
and taking a best decision or we have to be merry choosing the best over good choice is ours let's all stand together it's time for us to come before the lord and look at the decisions of our life are we willing to lose the good for the betterment to get a best decision if we haven't accepted jesus as our personal savior which is the best ever decision of human life is time and if we have accepted it's time to get beyond who we normally are and take the best decisions of our life let's bow down our head and pray father god we come before your throne we ask your mercy and grace in our life we know that lord you have helped us throughout our lives and you have brought us from the grave from the dangers from the death from sin by the cross and thank you for helping us to take the best decision of our life to accepting this cross as the means of salvation for me and for us Thank you for helping us to find the need of the savior in my life and accepting you as the savior. Lord, we still here. We are on earth. We we face decisions every day of our life, Lord. Lord, help us that we choose best over good. Lord it is a difficult decision of our life. At times we don't even realize we don't even understand what is good and what is best. Lord open our eyes. Help us understand to take the best decision of our life. Help us that Lord we may bring change to not only our lives but the lives of the others. and our life be an example for many oh lord help us lord as we depart from here lord let your presence go with us help us guide us and lead us let coming week be a week of blessing a week of decisions that we take that bring glory and honor to your name oh lord thank you lord for hearing my prayer in jesus name i do pray amen